Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. What's up, what's up? Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode. Hi, ladies. What's going on? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Not that much. How are y'all doing today? I am doing great. The sun is out. It's a warm. I'm, a, yes. I'm enjoying this tease of spring because I know it's not here it's yet. Spring. It's fake, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the tease. It's it's nice. Yeah. The tease is nice. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good little tease. It, I was about to say it's a good little strip tease, but I think that <laughs> it's connected to... <laughs> Where I am in life right now. Right. That, that was the pre-show. <laughs> that was the pre-show. That was the pre-show. Pre-show conversation. But no, it is a good little tease. It's a good little tease happening. <laughs> well, what's been going on with your week? Any updates? Any new things that are happening? Any hmm. updates? Updates? Yeah. I can't even remember. My right. Sense, my sense of being able to recall things from several days ago is just off um i discovered a brownie pillow cookie oh um from fresh market so it's a cookie on the outside and a brownie baked on the inside yeah interesting kind of so when i think of brookie i always think of the brownie with the cookie layer Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. just square but this one is an actual cookie but the brownies on the inside oh so it's a circle yes huh that's nice and you said at Fresh Market? Fresh Market. And they market, call it a yeah. cookie pillow? They call it a brownie a brownie a pillow. Brownie pillow. Oh. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. And let me tell you what I don't need is another dessert to go looking <laughs> for. Because I was literally just saying before the show that it is Cadbury egg season. Oh. Thank you. My reaction exactly. What, April? what is with the disdain though? But what is with the disdain? It's a melted like, marshmallow. Oh, the no, like the thing is amazing. Oh. In my it's mind, amazing. it's just gonna taste like a raw egg when I bite into oh. it. And I just no. cannot like my what? stomach is turning. Oh, oh see, my. y'all ready for that. <laughs> Let me tell you, this thing is the greatest piece of like chocolate with like melted sugar on oh, the inside. Oh. It's it's just the colors to make it look like an egg. It's not an actual egg, but, but it's, it's the delicious. other like what else is in it? So inside of it it has I don't I actually don't know what the inside feeling is. <laughs> I think it's just melted sugar. It's like marshmallow, like. isn't it? No, it's not marshmallow. I just know when I had it, I didn't. I, maybe because I'm a textures person, I didn't like yeah, you that. Wouldn't like the texture. I did not like that the way that felt. I don't like, like things cream. with filling. Even though I just got through talking about a cookie filled with a brownie, but that's it's different, a different texture that's a, though. Solid, right? Yeah. I don't like anything that I bite into, right? And it's something else, in- except for gushers. <laughs> I do like gushers. Oh God. Oh. The now, name alone really tells I, me. Yeah. I, I like, do like on, gushers. gushers. Yes. Come on now. I do. <laughs> but you don't like Cadbury eggs? It has more of a. Uh, 
gritty goo than oh, a... Oh, God. Okay. We need to move <laughs> on. Lord. Well, you know what? It might be Cadbury season, but it's also jelly bean season. And just give me a jelly bean. You know, give me the good old traditional Easter jelly bean. For sure, for sure. Now, I, I don't like the traditional ones. I do like the Starburst jelly beans. Okay. So I'm excited about those. If you freeze them, kind of oh. have them, they're, they're delicious. I do like the Starburst ones. Those those are very, very good. This is why this is why America will never get over obesity because they keep coming mm-hmm, out girl. with way. Forget America. Shari. This is why Shari. <laughs> but they make stuff so, like, we have if you would have told me that there was going to be a Starburst jelly bean when I was seven and there would be something that would trump the traditional jelly bean, I wouldn't believe you because you know what you know, right? But it's like mm-hmm. we have gotten so great in advance in our sugar manufacturing. I mean, it's amazing. it is amazing. So I looked up what's in the middle of Cadbury <laughs> over here because, you know, Google never steers wrong. And... It is sugar. It's sugar and then vegetable fats, palm, shea, and then like some colorings and flavorings. So it's just all sugar. And See? vegetable fat. Happy. Joy. <laughs> vegetable fat. Yeah. Whereas like Gushers palm. is probably just. Like palm oil, shea oil, all that stuff. I'm good. But I'm glad you enjoyed your Cadbury eggs. Mm-hmm. Glad you found your joy. <laughs> it's the one thing around this time of year I go looking for it. Well, stock up because it's... <laughs> I know. <laughs> stock up. Oh, my God. Cadbury They're eggs. They're amazing. They do have the caramel ones now. So oh. where it's just chocolate with caramel on the inside. I could oh, probably... yeah, I like caramel. No, I, could... I love caramel. I just, the whole, I'm good. You know how, how it's not that great? <laughs> It only comes out one time a year. Mm-hmm. No, that's people... that's the suspense building. Because let me like tell you, what like... thing America like is money. <laughs> so if it was something, <laughs> they would they would have found a way to call. They would have a Black History Month egg, right? A summer egg, right? A Halloween egg. Mm-hmm. That's so there, yeah. There'd be a pumpkin that that the sugar would come out of. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now it's that only the only idea. thing I could do that caramels on the inside of it is Trader Joe's has this candy bar, it's all milk chocolate and has they have the cookie butter one with cookie butter in the middle and they Ooh. have one with caramel. That sounds like I a caramello. Have you tried the caramello? Yeah, I have. I'm not a fan of caramello because of the same reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's, it's just yeah same thing on the inside. Too much. Yeah, you it's literally have to eat the whole piece. You can't bite. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. bite it. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> believe it or not, that could have went in. with the pre-show um, conversation as it well. Could have. <laughs> it so could have. Right. We have to record our pre-show conversations. Listeners, would y'all listen to our pre-show conversations? Like, make it, I mean, I know make it a Patreon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a Patreon. Look, thing. our uh, pre-show conversations will have to go on OnlyFans because I don't think I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want all of our pre-show. <laughs> stations to be <laughs> it'll be patreon they'd have to right. pay for it open to the public or patronizing right <laughs> okay so um as we continue with the episode let's talk about what's been going on in the media mm. um 
probably a lot, probably not too much, but I just want to focus on what's been going on in these social media streets, particularly with the verses. Um, so last night, D'Angelo was the, the only person, well, he had some friends. So versus had, uh, D'Angelo and friends last night. And I almost forgot. I was on my way to bed and Twitter reminded me. And mm. I, this is going to be a D'Angelo appreciation section, <laughs> segment. I have been in love with D'Angelo since Brown Sugar. Right. I always say right. the untitled video made me a woman. Oh, uh, wow. I experienced things that I didn't know uh, reactions could happen when I first saw that video in, uh, was I in junior high school? I might have been in high school. When that I video think it was high out. school. Early high. Yeah, it was yeah. early high I, school. You know what? Like I remember early. I was in high school because I remember being in one of our uh, classes. It was a marketing class and we had a computer lab in there and somebody swore that the video they found online showed more than what H uh, B T shows. So we were all oh, on, the, on the like monitor tilting heads trying to see. <laughs> um yeah, and it, it didn't. But uh he did a great, great, great segment. So if you can watch the replay, and it's definitely one it's a grown and sexy type of thing. Like, cause it, he him, his piano, his uh chord oh, piano, nice. all of that. Wow. Um, and he had some friends, so Method Man and Red Man came out. Wow. Which oh, the amount of beauty on the screen now. at one time. I was like, this is too wow. much. Um now her Method. came out Method and did a duet. They did a um nice. kind of a I feel like it was an impromptu duet of nothing even matters. Wow. And so cool. It was like, okay, so we need a song. With with the both of them, their vo their voices did they blend really blended? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. I'm gonna have to go um, back and watch that. I didn't know that that was good. happening. I didn't know it that was so either. Good. And so it just also reminded me of just how solid D'Angelo only has three three albums, but all but three all albums three are like amazing. no skips. So if mm-hmm. you have and we recently celebrated the anniversary of Voodoo. Um, so go check that album out. So this is a D'Angelo appreciation post um, for the son of a preacher man out of RVA, out of Richmond. <laughs> I think he was from Richmond, um, who still can capture a crowd. I got to see him live in Atlanta um, in 2015 when he was on the tour for the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I say he still got it, <laughs> like, yeah. Still got it. I mean, an amazing performer. He's a he's a musician's musician. So if you are into musicality, go check out. So that's that's everybody's yeah. homework. Go review revisit. Voodoo I'm glad he's back and black. Well, I don't know if he's back because you oh, know okay. D'Angelo pop up once every right. Eight to well, 10 not years. back like him, yeah, him mystical, but like back being <laughs> mystical like being himself. Jailed. Well, yeah, Miss Gold. Miss done caught a couple rape charges. That's what she been. He been incarcerated. (laughs) (laughs) He need to stay in jail. How about we stop? Like how you get? How you got to? How you get out for a rape charge and then go? Then go back in. You ain't learned. You clearly didn't get rehabilitated the first. Like, no, dude, and not at all. Stay away. Like, just keep him. How about how about um, we hold him? My that apologies to to uh, <laughs> the law works. <laughs> my apologies. I did not mean to put him in the same category. <laughs> D'Angelo, but it, but you're right. It was good to see him, and I was really surprised that he agreed because you know D'Angelo don't, don't, don't he doesn't he do doesn't. like public publicity. stuff like yeah yeah. 
and it that's rem- what I mean when I said like it's good to see him like back doing him like being yes. in his groove in his so space good. yeah so his voice even though he was singing over the track his voice sounded amazing um, can but I it just also ask reminded really quickly me, yeah, yeah yeah does he still have the gap Mm-hmm. Yes, thank yeah. you. Because I'm gonna need artists yeah. to stop closing these gaps. Because oh yeah, that's yeah. Keep the gaps. He's still Let me it. tell you, because I love me a good gap. <laughs> I'm just. Saying. I did not know that yes, about Lord, you. I love me a good gap. My husband. I have a guy my husband has a little like gap, that. girl. I know Aww. he has one, but I didn't know. Better, Lord, that's funny. Get <laughs> that with that gap, baby. Drew. Do not close your gap. <laughs> don't don't get Invisalign, Drew. Don't no, that would be a whole fight. Yeah, the whole fight. Um, but it was good to see him back. He did Untitled, which um, I don't know if you all remember, it, that video particularly caused him a lot of grief um, because people expected him, like they only saw him as a sex symbol. Like he just, it was to the point where he said people would only, like they would boo when he would perform if he didn't take his shirt off or. Oh, that's horrible. Um, yeah, so he just was like, he just stopped performing for a while because it just got too much. Um, and that was this pressure for him to like have this, like, we want to see the, and even in the comments, people are like, what are abs? I'm like, dude, it's 49. That video Nobody is over got 20. A dad bod. And wasn't he, um, kind of heavier prior to mm-hmm. getting when into he the first industry? Came out. Yeah. Yeah. Even when he first came out, he was, he, he didn't look like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you know, we have to recognize like body image, the pressures, are just as real for men yeah. as it is yeah. for women. As they are for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. people like the body he had in that video when he talked how he worked out with like a marine. You can't that ain't sustainable if that's not what no. you know. It's specifically for an event, not something that you're gonna maintain over a long period of time unless you need to. Which most people don't. No. But that was an amazing so Check that out. Go get you some music therapy. I might yeah. take my walk outside in the park and listen to that. Yeah. Oh, that'll be and nice. the DJ set before that, I think it was DJ Scratch, did a phenomenal set. Because you know they were late. Um, but he did a good set before D'Angelo came out. So that's you get two for one. Awesome. Awesome. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, we are going to jump into our topic for today. And it is March Madness. For those of you who are sports fans, sports fanatics, you follow basketball. But for me, I'm not so much a a sports person, but it has absolutely been um, madness for me lately. And I just (laughs) felt like that was a very fitting topic right. for us to discuss because i don't know i was like clear it up don't don't get the people right we're not and we'd be like we're not talking about, basketball. Talking about basketball like <laughs> <laughs> this is not about basketball this is about the sheer madness of life um so whether you have madness because um 2020 just did a part two they did a sequel it did a whatever you want to call it and we're still rolling long and strong in this pandemic or just you know your day-to-day stressors are just bringing it on for you Uh, we want to talk about you know some of those things we're going to talk about those things for us and we're going to kind of model some coaching and and just kind of guide each other through some things you know um and I personally need the help so (laughs) 
so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do that, um, I guess I should ask you guys, um, if you had to pick one major madness moment, what would it be so far this year? You don't have to go into detail yet. Like personal life or just the world? Let's start with the world. Let's do a general one first, and then we can roll into our own personal uh, moments of madness. Let's do that. That might be fun. January 6th, 2021. Oh, geez. Yes. The the treasonous act of the storming of the Capitol probably would go top on my list, um, particularly in the response to it. Not that it happened, because that doesn't surprise right, me at all. Right. But how it showed how deep this country has fallen or how low um, that people were like, yeah, the president incited a riot, but that's not worthy of impeachment, like, or, you know, to convict or uh, so. And just, yeah, that was, I would say, the highlight of the top of the madness in the world. Yeah, that was pretty chaotic. Pretty chaotic. Twilight Zone feeling. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it really felt like you were in a Marvel movie. Like, at any point, like, who's coming to save the Mm -hmm. day? And nobody did. So, yeah. Mm -mm. They still going. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Shari? I would would agree with April. Um, I tend to um, pull away from the world (laughs) and kind of exist in my own little space Mm -hmm. on purpose because of the madness of the world and how if I'm balancing the madness in my life and the madness of the world, I'm just going to be overwhelmed all the Mm -hmm. time. And so... But that was definitely the height of madness in the world for just from my perspective mm-hmm. um, in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would agree. It was on the grand stage. It was literally everywhere. It's like you're watching it, but you can't look away, you know, that type <laughs> yeah. of thing. Um, and so, yeah, if we think about world madness, mm-hmm. that's definitely the top of the iceberg for me and then there's other like smaller ones where you know with the whole um vaccine and you know people who probably would really benefit from getting the vaccine vaccine not having full access to the vaccine Mm -hmm. and just the madness around the way in which um this whole vaccine situation is being just a disseminated um in the access around it that's something that i think is also a a bit of madness in our world um there's no reason why i should be vaccinated while other people who would probably really benefit from it have um, not been haven't Mm -hmm. been they haven't had access to be you know so it's just that that i think that is also one of the the heights of madness right now yeah Mine for me has was the um the I guess it was the Arctic blast that happened that brought the cold weather down to Texas mm, and sure. the whole power grid water situation that happened. And I was really glued to that situation because I was like, I don't understand like at first I my my ignorance, you know, to why all that was happening um 
was was very evident because I had no idea that it had nothing to do with the fact that oh it got really cold and the stuff couldn't sustain it was more so of a monetary privatization situation where businesses said we don't want to have to follow regulations of governments that we're going to manage this ourselves and then people who pay for a service were not able to get a service that they really needed in a in a desperate time where they needed it and then for the response to be um you need to get over it and quit asking for handouts and help and I'm like am I in the twilight zone once again like people are being villainized for asking to receive a quality of service for which they pay for yeah like a quality of life with which they deserve with personhood like that yeah I just was flabbergasted and to actually still read a friend on uh, my Facebook page say they just got running water in their home yesterday. I'm thinking, wow, wait, what? what? Like because this later. is not even yeah. really being talked about anymore. Yet there are people who still don't have running water in their home today. That's crazy. That's sickening. Yeah, it's sickening. That's so crazy. I just remembered... Um, the flood of 2015 and I remember being on a boil water advisory for two weeks and how hard yes. that was and just like having to shower with bottles of water or you know remembering when you're brushing your teeth like don't reflexively reach for the and that was only two weeks and thankfully it wasn't cold so you know I didn't have to worry about um you know not having power but just thinking of how inconvenienced and difficult that was for only two weeks but you got people enduring that plus crazy temperatures not having power food spoiling like all of those things and through no fault not I won't say through no fault but also because of negligence by elected officials and people who are supposed Mm -hmm. to make sure like you can't prevent well you can't kind of prevent climate change but you know this storm came okay right but it didn't have to get this bad. No. So, yeah. No. I mean, it's very similar to just the out spiel of Hurricane Katrina, you know? Yeah, um, as I said, this is our Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's chaotic. It's chaos, man. But we all go through our little bouts of madness in our own lives, whether it's, you know, your small everyday um, annoyances or whatever but what we want to do today is just kind of talk about like how do you kind of deal with things how do you manage you know life's little chaos when it comes up at times um, because I think we talk about big things but like we have smaller stressors that when they add up can create a lot of stress distress tension and so we want to kind of address some of those things and we're going to use our own personal lives <laughs> to do Da-da. that <laughs> so gonna <laughs> require us to to 
you know, be disclosing a little bit, but it's okay because you're all family and friends in our heads. So we consider you guys trusted to kind of hear us navigate through some of this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So who (laughs) wants to start with With their chaos? chaos? I'll start. (laughs) I think, Erica, you and I have similar, well... (laughs) I mean, you you have other circumstances <laughs> too, but yeah. When we were doing the pre-show, uh, we have a similar chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I need, I could pick any areas, um, <laughs> but for me, it is getting my house in order, specifically my closet and laundry. I feel like I've been trying to get my closet together for months. Yeah. And I, well, actually, I know I have because I've been talking about it since like the whole pandemic started. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like every time I start, like it just adds more. And then trying to do laundry, and I don't, I don't have a washer and dryer in my apartment. I use our laundry room. Um, so even just the process of doing laundry and putting things up, it's just I. And I am trying to get rid of clothes because right. I have too much. Like I've recognized one person should not have all this stuff. Like this is ridiculous. Right. Especially when I feel like I wear pretty much the same thing uh, for the most part uh-huh. so what's all this excess so trying to get rid of excess um but it just feels like it doesn't put a dent and it's not from a it. lack of trying that's that's mm-hmm. the thing that like keeps blowing my mind is like it's an intentional effort I know it's been yep. an intentional effort for you you've talked about mm-hmm. it you've you know done different things to try and like clear things out and it seems like yeah. I am working on this and I still don't see. <laughs> <laughs> it's never well, ending. Like, like even with laundry, like, yay, I, you know, I washed clothes and I got through laundry. And it's like, okay, now you got to put it right. up. Oh, then once right. you finally put it up, it's like, well, now it's time to do another load. Mm-hmm. It's like punch air. Yes, like, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Like, what are some of the things you've tried to mm-hmm in different areas of the house, you know, what are some of the things you've tried to do to help with maintaining or managing some of the chaos? So one thing I've said is I put a rule in place that I can't buy any clothes until I get a handle on what I currently have. So the big thing was like, don't add to it. Like it's already a hot mess. So don't add to the hot mess. So I've been doing okay. With that, I did kind of stumble because I had to use, I forgot to cancel my Fabletics. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, since I'm getting charged, let me go right, ahead and we about order. to go ahead and get these. We're about to get these credits. Right. I ain't going to tell you how many credits I have now, but. Goodness. <laughs> um, and I needed, like, to, I needed to replace some shirts because I realized, like, you need more business shirts. But anyway, so that's one thing is trying to put in place a rule of, like, well, at least don't bring anything into okay. it. Um. And I have a box in my room. It's been sitting there now almost two months of clothes that I need to donate. So as I okay. go through my closet, I do pull out things. That's that like, okay, good. It's been six months to a year. But then it's like, now I have this box in here. True. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do have a box sitting at the foot of my bed with yeah. clothes that I have pulled out to say, okay, I'm going to get mm-hmm. rid of these things. But they're still sitting in here. Uh-huh. Is it a full box? Yes. It's, it's pretty full. I could probably add more, but it feels like it didn't put a dent. Like, it's a full box in my closet. is still like, hey, girl. Right. That, that, that's <laughs> how Purge I me. feel. I caught myself cleaning out my drawers 
right? I, I went drawer by drawer. I took a laundry basket and I took all the things that I was going to keep. I folded them nice and neat, stuck them in the laundry basket. And the things that I said, no, I'm not going to keep this. I don't need it. I put it in that box, you know, like you were saying. Very nice. And then I went to go put my clothes back in the drawer and I was like, the drawer is still very full. <laughs> I thought I was going to have more room. Maybe yeah. we could do like a purge day where it's not just like you doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, because it sounds like like the three of us, because I'm in the same place of like needing to purge things. Mm-hmm. I think I was talking to you, April, earlier. And I was like, I think I just realized that I could throw old T-shirts away. Like, like I literally yeah. have old T-shirts from like high school, college, like, and I'm like, I don't even know this person that was running for SGA person. Like, why Girl, not an SGA shirt. T-shirt. <laughs> yes. I need to throw this away. You That's know, and funny. I've always been like, oh, I'll sleep in it and I'll do this. And it's like, no, Shari, you're not. Yeah. And so maybe we could have like a group purge day. And not saying like the whole day, mm-hmm. but like a moment. Yeah, where it might like, take I was about to say, you come to my house, it's going to take <laughs> right. all day. Everybody's purging throwing stuff in bags, throwing stuff in boxes. And then like as a group, we go and take it to mm-hmm. like a consignment shop mm-hmm. or a donate, you know, like Salvation Army mm-hmm. or to the trash dump. Cause that's where most of mine should go. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that shirt. You know what I'm saying? So, and that way it's like, you know that other people are doing mm-hmm. it. So you kind of like prompted to do it because if you, the only one who, don't take a picture at the counter at the Salvation Army, then you you and the out group. Yeah. You know, sometimes that helps. That's a good idea. Like that's a good one. Having kind of support in doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. My um my best friend Allison, she she had a really good idea and it was good, but then I started getting confused um on the whole hanger thing. So her idea was um when you wear something and you've washed it and you put it back and you hang it back up, hang it back up backwards. Like don't put the hanger like just oh, forward yeah. in Turn the head of the hanger. And if in a year's time or six months time, there's clothes that have been in your closet that didn't get flipped. Those are the items that when you get ready to purge, yeah. you purge those cause you didn't touch them in a year. So clearly you're not interested in this item. You don't wear it or for whatever reason you didn't touch it. It might be a perfectly great item, but you're not utilizing it. So get rid of it. Mm, My only issue is like sometimes I might be in a rush and I'd be to flip something. That's what I was about to say. (laughs) And I was like, like, my stuff don't uh, be the same way. Y'all are too funny. And that would bother me though, having clothes like flip different ways right like, mm-hmm. my ocd it wouldn't was, handle it very well i don't even have ocd i think because my first jobs were in retail yeah and oh, how we were taught yeah. to hang mm-hmm. like it should be like a question mark and i'm a hanger i i don't like i don't even like certain types of hangers i don't like hangers that are not even i don't oh. like my clothes being uneven Oh, gee, I'm not oh, that bad. Like, okay. You would go so crazy if you saw my closet. <laughs> it's a, no, but my closet is I not there. I do follow that concept. And, yeah, I just, I can't do I, it. Yeah. I, I like separation. I do believe, though, in that, that get rid of it after a year. My challenge is 
being in South Carolina, sometimes I'm not wearing it because there's no opportunity to wear certain For things. Sure. So it's kind of like, it's not just, I don't know. So part of me holds yeah. on to it. Cause it's like, well, you may go somewhere, which I guess is. The same That's my thing too, April. Like I shop that way. Like I don't actually, yeah. I don't actually go out and shop when there's a thing for me to shop mm-hmm. for. I might be out on a random and see a whole formal dress that I'm like, oh, my God, this is 90 percent off. So this may be adding to y'all chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to drop an observation in there (laughs) (laughs) that some of it may not just be decluttering or kind of throwing the things away. It may be just the process of which like how how you're going to get the things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but I think also it's that space of like how much is it impacting you you know how much is it impacting just you know like if it's if it, if you're in a space of like I just need to do it because my closet is like falling down um then I understand that but if you're in a space of like oh I kind of want to move into minimalism um, or something like that, you know, that's just a different value that's connected to it. So I think some of it is like thinking about like, what's the value connected to it as well? Um, especially when you're trying to just change those behaviors, change those habits, you know, it's good that no, you brought good. that up because, um, I did make, a, you know, and I, I was aware of this, but I did make an observation that, um, shopping was kind of my therapy in a sense, like, um, and so when I acquired things, it may not have been because I wanted them or needed them. As I mentioned, I'll buy something, not because there's an occasion, but because I saw it. Um, but it has been my therapy and I realized you you should probably find another method. Like, you don't have to necessarily get rid of it totally, but maybe add, (laughs) add different things to your, um, what's considered therapeutic for you in a sense. And shopping has always been that, I mean, even if I only go to the Walgreens and buy a new tube of nail polish, like it doesn't have to be, I'm spending buku amounts of money. It's just, I'm going to treat myself to something and then I do it. So, Erica, one thing that you may can do, this is what I've been trying to do, because I'm the same way. I'm a retail therapy. If I'm having a bad day, it's nothing for me to go online. And you, y'all already know I love stuff in general. Like, I like things. <laughs> right. um, and what I've tried to do is do a shop my closet type of thing. Yeah. So, like, try to recreate um different outfits or look at things that I haven't worn in a while and I just try to recreate a new look um and I've also I'm currently also trying to do better about not saving outfits um like just Mm. getting dressed up just because even if it's just me running to Trader Joe's for the afternoon Mm -hmm. um because that I think adds to just accumulating things and trying to avoid just buying stuff for a a special occasion um like in the future that I don't even have a date for so kind of like where you say like oh this is on sale let me get it because I might because that does eventually 
Oh, yeah. You know, it sits. So that may mean yeah. if something comes yeah. up, I may have to do some dashing to try right. to find something. But kind of to Shari's point, um, it's what's the value. Mm-hmm. So the value is when I'm trying to be a better consumer and, and uh, t- you know, not add to all this junk in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to be a conscientious consumer. Mm-hmm. And also just having the, the, the clarity of space, or particularly for my room, that's why I want to get my closet and the laundry together because it makes a difference in how my day yeah. goes yeah. when my room, Most like certainly. even just finding things to wear and like, I know I got a slip. Where is my yeah. slip? Like I can't find it. So yeah. 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 That's a yeah. good point. I always say, yeah. Cause I'm always like, if there's ever a behavior that you are having difficulty with doing it, like if you attach it to your value, like why am why am I even thinking of doing it? Why? Why is that important? Then it definitely can encourage you to do the behavior, can motivate you to do the behavior a little bit more. So yeah, that's a good one. We should have a decluttering day. <laughs> and then I'm talk about how we feel it. about it. How was that process? <laughs> was that process for you (laughs) what about you shari what's your chaos you know um so my chaos is always just adulting in general like how do i adult what does that mean for me and what does that look like Mm. um so one big chaos that's happening right now is just adulting with my house so i have decided that i have been waiting for too long to like do big things with my house. So like paint and like, you know, hang things. And and, I mean, things are hung, but like really like changing the structure, not necessarily structure of the house, but like painting, Mm -hmm. basically that's the biggest Mm -hmm. one painting and like doing things in my backyard, planting things, like all of these different things. That's a huge point of where do I start? What if I don't like it? What if I need to change it? You know, like I get stuck in that decision making process where there's too many options that I just throw it down Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, whatever, like I just, I don't want to do it, you know, (laughs) Um, but then I keep coming back to it like, oh man, I do want to paint that wall or do I want to do a wallpaper accent wall and paint the rest of the walls? Like it's it's crazy that's a huge point Mm -hmm. for me it sounds like you want to implement change yeah I need something to change Mm -hmm. why one I hate these wall colors so y'all know how much disdain I have for my builders (laughs) and how they would not let me choose my paint colors even though I was paying for the paint you built your house from scratch which is very interesting because usually they will let you do that I hate them. They're horrible. DM me if you want to know their name. <laughs> Child, say it all. Well, let me stop before we all get right. it. Before I get a uh, case or something. <laughs> DM me. Do you do you think some of the frustration with doing it is like, are you expecting it to get finished overnight? Like, you, you I, want it honestly, done quickly? I think I get stuck in, what do you call it, April? Um, oh, paralysis so of analysis. Yes, the yeah. paralysis of analysis where there's so many decisions. Do you know how many grades there are? Like there are thousands of grades, maybe not a thousand, but there's a lot of them. And so I get stuck in 
well, what does this gray look like? But what if I put it on this wall? What is the sunlight? Like I, I get stuck in the choices instead of just making the decision and knowing that I can change it at any point, yeah. you know, if I don't like the gray, guess what? There's always another one. Just put up another gray, you mm-hmm. know? Um, Absolutely. But I get stuck in that. Yeah. Yeah. So in knowing that you can make the changes, have what's the what's the steps that you've taken? If you've if you've now, you know, cognitively recognized that this is like it can be changed. There's a lot of choices. Yes, I've acknowledged that there's a lot of options, but I also acknowledge that I can make those changes behaviorally. What is the next step then? I think the next step would be um, narrowing down the choices, narrowing those down. So instead of it being a thousand or so paint colors, um, narrowing it down to like five, 10 to five, five to 10, you know, that type of thing. So that, and I've done that. So I found this really cool black paint company. Um, I want to say it's based in New York, um, but it's called Claire, um, C-L-A-R-E. And so I was like, you know, I'm really trying to be intentional about buying black and um, they have some really good color. So I got like 20 paint swatches from them. Okay, that's great. (laughs) So you've actually taken an action step and got paint swatches. I did. Okay. Took an action step, got some paint swatches. They actually came in the mail this week, this past week. Um, And so I'm going to put those up because I got different colors, like for different areas of the house. So I'm going to put up the colors connected to which area of the house I want them to be. And just kind of live with those swatches for a couple days, couple, you know, before ordering the paint. I think that's a good, I mean, the thing is like, and I think part of what makes things difficult is that even once we get to a point where we realize like this is what's been holding me back you know I understand it it's the action step that we we kind of stop at that point for sure um yeah and so at least you've moved like said okay I'm going to take a step it's literally taken me a year to do that. Oh. I think I was talking about painting my house. Like oh, okay. when the pandemic started, yes. I was like, yeah, I'm in this house all the time. I need to change yeah. it. And so here we are a year later and I'm like, I got paint swatches. But <laughs> I think too, what's important with, with the paralysis of analysis is always remind yourself that you can change your mind. Yes. Like that no decision is permanent. So even if you pick a gray and a year from now, you're like, I want another gray. Like you can just mm, repaint yeah, it. Like so, just remembering that these, gray. yeah, that no solution, no no step is permanent unless you like knocking a wall out. But even right. there, you can mm-hmm. throw it. Look, we can throw right. that wall right back <laughs> on up. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I think a little of it too is always kind of that space. I was talking to a friend about this who is a listener to the show. Hey, Cordell. Um, but we were talking a little bit about kind of waiting so I know this isn't my forever home Mm -hmm. right so there's a little bit of thing a little bit of oh I don't want to do that until I get my forever home like I don't want to build that part onto the house until I get my forever home and it's like well what are you waiting on like what if you what if this happens to be the forever home like you don't you don't know you know that is something that I made that I've been very intentional about not 
doing is saying, I'm going to wait to enjoy this thing when I have today. This is that's what I got. That's all I got. So yeah. today, only guarantee. <laughs> what is it that I want and how am I going to go about getting yeah. it? I'm trying to live in that a little bit more. That's really hard for mm-hmm. me because um, I'm a planner, mm-hmm. right? So I'm very much like, this is my plan. I'm going to create it. This is my five-year plan. This is my, t- you know, three-year plan. And you're right. The only thing I have is mm-hmm. today, like this moment right here, right now. What am I going to do yeah. with it? Um, and so really trying to pull myself and kind of live in that space of you can't wait for life to happen. Like you're literally in life right Mm -hmm. now. Like you can't wait. There's no life happens Mm -hmm. when no life is happening now. Mm -hmm. And so really kind of staying in that space. Um, it's, it's a struggle though. Cause I think I've been planning for so long, Mm -hmm. you know, like just things. And so it's like, nope, life is now. Yeah. And I think that has what Erica spoke to has been one of the big lessons I've taken from this whole Mm COVID-19 is that all you have is right now and that you can like planning things for the future is cool and all. But what if that doesn't come? Like, we don't know Mm -hmm. what the future holds. Like, I just think about all the things that I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And it's like, April, why? Why did you wait? Mm -hmm. Like, had you just did it? when you had the idea, you know, instead of waiting. Um, so I, I do like that idea of just like, yeah, this may not be your permanent home forever home, but right now it's a home you live in. So Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, it's not even in the same realm, but I think about that with like outfits and, um, like I have things that I've worn one time because I attach it to an occasion. So Uh I'm, I think I'm an emotional person when it comes to things. Like when you were talking about t-shirts, I literally have the first T-shirt I bought when I was a student because that's what it reminds me. Like, this was my first oh, T-shirt. Oh, wow. This is, so, like, if there's a memory mm-hmm. attached to something, it gets stuck. So I have outfits like, yeah, I wore this homecoming 2017. It's like, okay, April is 2021. Why have you not right. worn? And it wasn't cheap. Like, you did I not. I have done that. This wasn't I have done that. Um, oh, yeah. Birthday outfits, mm-hmm. one and done. It's like, why? Like, why? Yeah, limit but um I, and two I guess my question when um part of being a planner I think some of it is that it's an anxiety releaser because it's like oh, well if I certain. plan for something then I have some control over the outcome <laughs> yeah. and being comfortable in that out of control mm-hmm. piece like yeah. understanding like you can plan all you want and it still may not mm-hmm. turn out yeah. and that's when you lean into like the self-trust yes. piece For so sure. even if this that's isn't good. the outcome i plan for i know that i'll figure it out right. like that's good that type Let, of thing. girl yep you just said a whole word right <laughs> yeah. there because it's so funny so i mean like my, my personal coach um we literally just talked about just like self-trust mm-hmm. And, you know, oftentimes we'll say, oh, I don't trust the environment or I don't trust these people. And so I behave in a certain way. I'm a little bit more closed or I'm a little bit more reserved. Mm -hmm. And she really tapped on and saying like, well, is it that you don't trust the environment or don't do you not have your own Mm self-trust that in any environment you can still kind of engage and be this person? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? that's real you know so like even with the planning it's like well if I can plan everything you're right 
It's like, if I can plan it to a T, then I can go in there and just kind of go on autopilot, you know, when it's like, nope, that pulls you out of the moment. And that also means that you don't, I don't fully trust that in any situation I can go in and still own Mm -hmm. it, you know, um, regardless of if I've planned it or not. And so, yeah, that's big. That's big. And I trust myself to pick the grade that I like. Yes. As opposed to being like, no, I need to like know what each grade looks like on each wall. Right. Well, that's not realistic. Right. Right. <laughs> and again, that uh, that freedom to change is I, I get right. stuck in those details, too. I've, I've been working with like graphic designers on things. And I'm like, April, if you don't pick a color palette Honey, so we can move forward. Like, yeah. <laughs> like because it's like that you part. can change it. You can change yeah. your mind. You can go back and you can edit, change. but it's that like, no, it needs to be exactly right. It needs to be perfect. And being able to question like, and if it's not, then what? Right. Like, mm-hmm. is somebody going to walk into your house and be like, this is trash. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. That's one thing that's so funny. That's one thing that I've, I've been really good about is being decisive. I'm a Libra. That is our <laughs> calling card is indecisive. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm very decisive. Oh. That's one thing that I, I, I do lean on. However, um, you know, the unknown is, but I think that's why I like to just make a decision because then it's done, you know? Oh, for sure. And so I think the decisiveness part is what helps, um, helps me with dealing with the, you know, the anxiety, like just make a decision because once it's done, it's done. Mm -hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that I think has helped me is just like, you know, just again, I've, I've been a proponent of, I can make, just make the decision because if you don't like it, right. you can make another decision, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I yeah. think that has, that's what keeps me um, grounded, but it's stuff, it's yeah. stuff that, that I don't, I know those pieces are in times where I don't really get to make that decision. And so my, my upcoming pregnancy is one of those things, you know, I was talking to a friend and I was like, Hey, you know, I don't have to have a C-section anymore. She said, mentally prepare for both. And when she said that, I was like, wait, Cause, cause I did mentally prepare for one because I had made the decision and, or if the decision kind of was made for me that this is what's going to happen. So I'm like, okay, well then this is where we are. And that's what I wrap my mind around and to be two to four weeks from this child arriving in the world and being told, Hey, by the way, so that decision that we thought was made, that's changed now. Yeah. Yeah. And to go, uh, uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to kind of choke on that a little bit. Um, Yeah. But I like that she said mentally prepare for both. Yeah, because the decision hasn't been made. Right, because I don't know what's going to happen when I go into the room when that process starts. So just kind of being prepared for not being able to be prepared <laughs> and still having prepare to prepare for the unexpected and the mm-hmm. unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to kind of chaos, chaos, I can't talk on this day. Um, when it comes to chaos, do you find yourself struggling with um, 
getting started or finishing? Well, not necessarily chaos. I guess it's more so about addressing mm-hmm. the chaos. Mine is more so with getting started. Yeah. Like I said, I'm very indecisive. Right. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like stuck in the indecision. Mm-hmm. But once I start, oh, it's, it's done. Like mm-hmm. if I'm like, oh, you're going to do it. And I, once I make the decision, it's like, okay, yep. We're going to go to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine is getting finished. I get stuck easily. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think mine is like, I'll just be like, bump it. We're just about to dive in. But then <laughs> being really annoyed by the process of going through it and just having to deal with all of that stress and distress and yeah, mm-hmm. just to, to get through it. Aww. Yeah. So the listeners, you guys can hear like how we fit like puzzle pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Because I lean on April and Erica all the time to be like, Shari, just do it. Like, <laughs> why are you like stuck? You know, because I'll be going on and on like, oh, my gosh, I can't make a decision. I don't know what to do. What should I do? And it's just like, girl, just do one. Like, pick one and do it. Right. <laughs> and Shari is definitely my sounding board when I'm in the middle of my stress because then I'm usually kind of like, I'm fine. I call and then all of a sudden I'm crying. I was like, oh, Lord, I didn't even realize, like, I'm not I'm fine. Not fine. <laughs> It's not okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, y'all have talked me out of buying a two hundred dollars swimsuit. So (laughs) true that, and an eighty dollar utensil set that came with four spoons. Was it five? Five. Excuse me. Five. 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 It was there. No resin infused (laughs) recycled paper. Paper mache spoons. And it's right, so funny too, because another hallmark of Libras is we love aesthetically pleasing. They things. are lovely. Like we, they are. It's it's we nice. love something that that's gonna give lovely. you a good aesthetic. Yeah. We are, are very. Lovely. You can um, put them on your like wish list. So, I'll like, put it on my after Jamaica. Uh, yeah, your list. after Jamaica list. So once I get I, and after tires. <laughs> This is why Lent has never worked for me because, Mm -hmm. and mine has always been around shopping because again, you know, the retail therapy thing. And every time, like, I'm like, I feel like maybe this is possibly cheating because I'm still shopping. Like I haven't made the purchase. I just put it in a cart and wait. Um, That counts? I I don't know. I I, I feel like I've mentioned this before where I gave up shoe shopping and I just put all these different shoes in a cart or I window shopped during Lent to, to like mentally Whoa. purchase these items. And then after Lent, I mean, I feel like I just caught up where I was left behind because mm, I bought literally okay. 20 pairs of shoes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I see Lent doesn't mean that you can't have it. It's not like you're giving up something that you can't have. It's more that you're shifting your focus. Right. During but I don't time. think my like focus was shifted because I was still looking at <laughs> she shoes. She went right back to <laughs> right. it. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so for me, what I appreciate about Lent um, is I lack self-discipline. Um, and that's an area that I'm really trying to figure out a way to improve upon. Because that's kind of where some of the stuff even coincides is the discipline to just get up and do the stuff you don't want to yeah. do. Like I put up four items um, that's like in my closet. And I was like, "Whoa, that was great!" I'm tired. <laughs> Look, I'm cheering for you because to me, that's success. That's Yo, hilarious. Four out of four hundred. That is success like, well, to me. I'm done for the night. It is like, girl, stop it. That's so um, funny. But for Lent, 
it forces me to be disciplined and I, I need to get back. Like I have definitely lost a lot of my discipline that I've had in the past. And it's probably pandemic related. Like I just don't have the energy mm-hmm. for, cause there's so much stuff yeah. I've lost already. I mean, I can't have fun too, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but trying to be more disciplined, even like about my morning time. Mm-hmm. And um, so with Lent, I am, you know, I do want to get back into that space of like denying myself things. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to tell myself no. It's okay right. to not give in to a craving. And then hopefully it will continue after Lent and not have like the yeah. rebound effect. What do they call it with drugs when it's a relapse? Like, not relapse. It's something it's that happens when you is it a rebound effect? Mm-hmm. Like you you get more of like a, you give it away and then once you take it again you get that more of a rush yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I, yeah. I don't want that because then it kind of right yeah. <laughs> yeah i definitely felt like no, i was re-energized good. when i bought those 20 pairs of shoes because i was like that's i like what april said around like saying no yeah. like denying oneself because i think we come from this culture of like treat yourself <laughs> yes. you know and a treat is supposed to be something that doesn't happen all the time. All the time. Very true. Very true. <laughs> and I think we live in this space of treat yourself. Like, oh, treat yourself. Today was hard. Treat yourself. Today was, you know, this thing was difficult. Treat yourself. Right. When it's like, you know, what what things can we say no to? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can saying no be a treat? Yeah. You know, so mm, like that's an interesting thing. Is a treat. How can yeah. saying no in be some a treat? Areas. Yeah, because there are some things that, you know, you really saying no really does benefit. Right. Um, it really does um, lead you to uh, a higher space. If every action has know. an equal opposite reaction, then saying True no that. is going to give us a yes to something else. Let me tell you, girl, I had a whole epiphany while doing some meditation with Peloton during the Year of Yes mm-hmm. series. And it was all about how to make your no, how to use your no's mm-hmm. so that it enhances yeses. your yes. Yeah, absolutely. Baby, when I tell you a no could definitely lead you to a higher absolutely. yes, that is so mm-hmm. true. You know, it's definitely so true. So I like that. That's a really good point. Yeah. We should, we should do a, mm, yeah, I'm going to put that in working a Working on a reframe, <laughs> you know, that's working on a yeah. reframe. That was one of my questions on um, Instagram one day. Like, what was the best no you ever received? Um, Because in the moment, it hurts, you know, when you don't get what you want, when the rejection comes in. But sometimes later, you can look back and be like, ooh, thank, you know, kind of like, thank God he didn't give me what I asked for. Oh, I absolutely Uh, remember my best no. And that was being rejected the first time for internship. The best My best yes. Failing my E-triple-P. The first first go, I failed it. That was my my best no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would agree. What it was for me the um, not getting into internship the first time because it like I it taught me so much and I I wouldn't be here. Like I literally would not be mm-hmm. in this space when I'd have met you mm-hmm. know you all because I would be at a VA somewhere. Um, but it also taught me the power of preparation. Mm-hmm. Um. And also how, like, I just learned so many things mm-hmm. and also how to deal with rejection in a space that it's like, how are you going to tell me no when I'm really good? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. That was a good no. Um, 
dating. I've got some had some amazing oh, nose. Man. I've had some amazing nose in dating. I look back and I'm like, just the nose and the saves. Like I've been saved mm-hmm. in in that area. Cause, honey. Yes. Oh, I love this. <laughs> like thinking about the power, like how powerful some of the nose have been in propelling you in your intended purpose towards your intended purpose um and thinking about them in that way like I don't and especially like when you can't see like the benefit of the no right in the moment if you can think back to other no's that have propelled you and into something great just saying well let me I'm gonna wait to see the greatness of this no like sometimes you just can't you can't see it in the moment, but give it a minute. Give it a minute. Like the level of maturity, just even in that way of mm-hmm. being, like that reframe, like to be able to say like, you know what, in the midst of this no, in the midst of this, what we often deem as a rejection or a failure, um, like, let me give it a minute to see where it can propel me Absolutely. to. Like that, that's real. That's real. Cause there's been a lot of spaces where I've been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this happened and I didn't get accepted or get a yes or get, you know, a, a award or a reward. And it's like, well, just wait, just wait a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just give it a minute. Mm-hmm. That's nice. real. I've enjoyed this conversation. It's really made mm-hmm. me think. too. Me too. Well, the next episode, or next episode, the next section is send one your love. And can we do a theme to send one your love? I mean, y'all may have had like your own send one your love already prepared, but of course I didn't. So I definitely didn't. I, okay, cool. So I was thinking just from what we just talked about, the theme could be send one your love to something or someone that gave you your best no. Like send your love, like a thank you. Like, I appreciated that. I appreciate that because it got me to where I am right now. Mm. Ooh, ooh, I got one. Hey. Okay. Ooh, this goes back hey. into time. Let's <laughs> yes. see, let me try to do this really quickly. Um, so long story short, when I was younger, I'll say junior high school, into high school, my friends and I were in a singing group. We, a, we had a gospel singing group that we came together. Um, we were really good. You know, I always joke about like girl we could have been blah 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 but um (laughs) so that we had we always had adult sponsors or chaperones or advisors because we can drive uh, ourselves places so (laughs) and you know we just needed adults to to help us navigate kind of the world and there were and they were usually the parent a parent of somebody in the group so there had been some stuff going on in the group that I didn't like I didn't like how things were being handled I felt there was like favoritism being shown for like who showed up to what and what events got accepted, what got denied. And so I wrote a letter expressing my concerns and I read it at one of our meetings with our advisor. Um, And I was very like clear on the things that I didn't like. And I felt that it was respectful, but it was also like, boom, boom, boom. This is what's going on. This is why it's not okay. And I remember that the advisor um, was a friend's mom at the time was like, um, wow, you know, y'all are bold. I, you're going to run somebody's company with that type of attitude. I don't know who. Mm. Um, and it was a very much like, 
thank you for your comments, but nothing like wow is going. We're not changing anything. Yeah. Um, and that no propelled me to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going. Okay, you're gonna see what I'm gonna run one day or what I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. Um, and so that was a, that was a like, Ooh, okay. Mm. I learned a lot about just how adults sometimes view younger kids and how to speak my mind, even if it doesn't get the result that I wanted. But at the very end of the day, you know, I clocked what you were doing. Wow. Um, so yeah, yeah. Wow. that's a good send. Yep. So yep. you sending your love to I'm sending my love to that, that person, advisor. but I'm going to be yeah. honest. Part of me wants to be like, Hey, do you remember when you say <laughs> This, but I ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do it. Right, right now. don't do it. Don't do it. Not, not right, right now. now. Not today. Not right now. Give it a minute. <laughs> Come back around once you get that color scheme together. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the way. It's on the way. Wow. Well, so mine was when I was younger as well, <clears throat> and mine was related to cheerleading when I was in high school. Um, I had um made it on the I was on the competitive cheer team and our coach had put her daughter on the team and I had always been one of the primary flyers for a cheer I cheered all through middle school high school everything it's my yeah, senior year yeah. and this coach decided to take me out and put her daughter in my spot no so um you know, I'm on this competitive team and I'm her daughter's back spot. For those of you who don't know anything about cheerleading, her daughter was. That's it's, a big it, thing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm 5'2". Yeah. In high school, I was 5'2 and 98 pounds. I was responsible for catching her daughter, who was probably 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, what? Yes. So they based you? Girl, Stop. I was a base and a back spot at 5'2", 98 pounds. I can't. That's crazy. Right. So... Um, I remember, you know, our first competition this is my first like ever, you know, and she just kind of giving me a hard time about like my performance. First of all, ma'am, I've always been a flyer and your daughter is way too big for this position. Well, anyway, a situation yeah. happened and her, her daughter decided she wasn't going to compete the day before the competition. And then all of a sudden what? she needs me to go in and so of course I knew I knew the routine I you know I had to pretty much change everything but initially when I was I guess demoted or changed or whatever I was like forget her I'm about to quit this team you know because she's the coach how am I supposed to like deal with this adult who's over all of this and you know I, I don't have a say like I, I tried to voice my you know my feelings about it but nothing changed anyway when all that happened I feel like that was just one of those things like just wait on it was like just wait you know just wait on the Lord wait on the situation and I didn't have to do anything like it worked itself out and I feel like sometimes when things are wrong and you are wronged the universe will right itself and I felt mm, like in that mm -hmm. situation and that change, that abrupt change actually made me go, okay, you got to do better 
bigger than you ever did. And I felt like it brought me to working with my professional cheer company that I started working with, which led me to having an opportunity to do a movie, which led me to an opportunity to work with an agent and test out that whole like, oh, I think I want to be an actor, which I definitely don't now. But (laughs) it just led me to opportunities that I don't think I would have had. Um, And so I thank her for, you know, being petty and choosing her daughter and removing me because it just let me go when my opportunity comes around again, I'm going to shine and I'm going to like prove to you, but also prove to myself like that I was worthy to be here in the beginning, you know, to begin with. Nice. That's like Nini said, you can't play, you can't win when you play dirty. Hmm. Okay, Mother Nene. <laughs> what about she got some one liners for you? You be like, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, for me, I think my big no that led to like learning led me to a higher yes was, um, like I said, not passing the E triple P the first time. Um, let people know what the E triple P is. Oh, right. So the EPPP is this huge kind of culminating exam that psychologists have to take after they have completed all of their coursework, after they've completed all of their other requirements like internship and um, all of their different requirements along the way. So you go five years of studies, five years with all this practicing and everything in there and you have your PhD, you are fully degreed, um, but you still have to take this huge culminating exam, which spans back to everything that you've ever learned during your career to become a psychologist, like things that you just, and things that you probably don't, didn't learn because it was outside of your specialty and like all this stuff. So it's this huge exam um and you literally don't get licensed until you pass it um and which means that you can't work really until you pass it you can't practice until you pass it and so i was in a postdoc i got hired into a position and the position said we're going to give you two years to pass your EPPP to study and pass it and if you don't pass it you literally get fired and so I was what like two months out from getting fired and I was like okay you know or no a year out from getting fired and I was like let me take my EPPP so I can be on top of everything because of course I'm Mm -hmm. planning I'm a planner and I went in and failed it completely bombed it during the test I was like am I being punked I think they attached me to the wrong test so it wasn't like it was a surprise right so I walked about that thing like yeah you 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 didn't pass that and I in fact did not and so I was extremely shattered Mm. because along this psychology journey um there have certainly been hardships Mm. and things that have been difficult But everything is kind of worked out the way I wanted Mm -hmm. it to, you know, and to come up against that as a failure at the very end of the journey was so like soul crushing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was at nobody's hands, but my own, nobody's hands, but my own. It wasn't 
the mean cheer coach or the mean singing advisor. It was me. It was all mm-hmm. Shari in that room. Um, and so it was really, really difficult, but it really taught me so many things like, and so many things about just like humility, so many things about the ways in which I like walk into situations kind of with that space of like, Oh, I know I got this, you know? And it's like, no, ma'am, you ain't got it. (laughs) You know, you do not have the sauce. And so it really taught me um, how to walk into situations with, a, a full and a different mindset because I went into the test like this is stupid why are they making us do this this is ignorant mind you the test is like six seven hundred dollars and it's just dumb the study materials are over a thousand dollars so I was I went in with like this just animosity mm-hmm. about the whole situation and I honestly believe that that got in the way of me being able to pass mm-hmm. it and so it really taught me about the power of mindset and how your mindset can literally impact how you engage in the outcomes of things. And so I am so grateful for not passing it the first Mm -hmm. time um, because it did teach me how to fail and how to learn from failure. And it bounded me into a space of resilience, which, you know, I think is, is a big thing. So I want to thank the, I don't want to say the P people, um, because they ain't had nothing to do with it. It was all on me. Um, so <laughs> that was, that's my send one your love. Send, send my love to that failure. To the experience. The experience. To the experience. Sure. That was my first big failure. Mm-hmm. And at this big age, it was hard. I wish I would have failed Because <laughs> it was difficult. I was like, I'm too old for this. No, ma'am. You are not. Yeah. You are not. So yeah. I think the that was I think nice. the takeaway is like any kind of projection, any kind of failure, um, whether it is, you know, just an experience that that happened that we really didn't have control over, or there was someone playing a role, there's still always something to gain from it. You know, again, like you said, your mindset, you know, April could have left defeated, but she left empowered. Like, no, I'm about to show you. That's big. Um, yeah. You know, Shari could have left defeated and said, I'm not taking the test again or I've wasted my life. She was like, no, you know what? I just changed my mindset. And it mm-hmm. it made her a better person. For me, you know, it was like, I'm going to have an opportunity. You know, I have to wait on my next opportunity. And when I have that opportunity, mm-hmm. I'm not going to squander be that. Ready. I'm going to be ready. Yes. So there's so many things that we can take away from the chaos that happens in our lives. There is a method to the madness. Yeah, and there's a right? message in yes. the madness. There's a message in the madness. Okay, yeah. March Madness with the <laughs> message. You better come back to No, it. I love it. I love it. And I think that helps with dealing with chaos and, and trying to not get sucked into the kind of the tornado that chaos causes is being able to find that message or, or hold on to that anchor that's like, you know what? This is crazy right now. It won't be forever. There's something I'm going to be able to pull out of this. So, you know, whether it's laundry, whether it's closet, where it's a house, whether it's a, you know, a promotion, um, knowing that the chaos of the now isn't forever. Um, So that's that's a that's a great, great wrap up. Um, well, this has been good. Hopefully y'all got something out of this. Let us know. Always, you know, hit us up on our social medias or our, 
email account, which is three psychs and a mic at gmail.com. We are three psychs and a mic on all social media platforms except Twitter. We are not on Twitter. Um, so that's Instagram and Facebook, the number three, P S Y C H S, and a mic. Um, we, our DMs are always open. We do respond if you message us. Um, so mm-hmm. be sure to follow, like, subscribe, and do us a favor again this week share it with a friend, leave us a review. Um, but and let us know what what resonated with you about this episode. Thank you for those who have been reaching out. Um, we appreciate all the feedback and the comments. Thanks for rocking with us this long, and we hope that you are finding some comfort in the chaos of life right now. Um, and enjoying the rest of your week. Until we talk again, y'all have a good bye, one. everyone. Bye, y'all. See ya.